All right, folks, we're gonna make this a two-parter. I ran out of space on my computer, so it got cut off. So Jack was telling us a story about his blacktail encounter this season, so Jack's gonna take it away and go from there. Yeah, you gotta love technology when you're trying to start up a podcast. Man. Yeah, no kidding. It's it's like. been a, it's been a, like a love-hate relationship. I there oh, was yeah. one time, so I did a podcast a while back with Luke Gadillo, and yeah. And the, my setup on Podbean is that I can only record an hour and a half episodes, and I went an hour and thirty six minutes. So instead of saving an hour and thirty with thirty worth of podcast, it just completely deleted the whole thing. So Whoa. we ended up having to re record it, and we ended up just BSing for another hour and a half. I mean, yeah. we, we talked touched a little bit about the same stuff we did on the first podcast but yeah. we just bs for another hour and a half or like another hour worth of other material that we hadn't talked about before so yeah it, it worked out pretty good so it was still fun dude that's frustrating um yeah maybe uh i'll text you some buddies that are doing it and i don't know if they might have like just some advice on what to run yeah i, I mean I'm, I'm open for any any piece yeah. of advice and yeah uh, anything is is good for me anyway i'll take totally. any, any bit of advice that i can get yeah so. well dude it's like the first video i made like you gotta you gotta have it and you gotta do it and when you're 50 episodes in you're gonna be like oh my gosh that's what i sounded like on episode one yeah and but you don't you don't grow unless you try it so yeah exactly. it's just it's pretty cool that you're doing it man that's so, really i i, I hope um, to exciting I hope to make some improvements in the near future and get some better equipment and stuff like that that that'll yeah. help with like more quality of audio but we'll see we'll, we'll make yeah. it we'll make it work it'll get better as as we go on like you just said the more i For do sure. the better it'll get yeah so all right let's hear that story i want to hear that blacktail story all right dude um yeah so i got done hitting snooze for like the third time and I'm like, oh gosh, I got like 20 minutes until daylight, so I better get there. So I pull up to my spot, and sure enough, there's already three trucks parked there. And like, I literally just tell myself, I'm like, well, I guess I'm not hunting here today. I'll go find another spot. And right as I say that, this buck walks across the road in my headlights. And I was like, oh, okay, so the deer are here. And it's great, because I know that all, all three of these dudes just walked in and these bucks are coming in behind. Well, it was a, it was a whole herd of deer. So um, I hopped out of the car, and it was it was almost daylight. So I grab my bow and I'm I, I crawl under the fence and I'm standing there, and uh, I was like, dude, I don't have a shot. Like I can hardly tell what's what. I can tell they're two bucks because they've locked they're locked horns at like thirty yards and they're sparring with each other, oh. and they full don't care rut. that I'm there. What's full, that? Full on rut action. Uh, it was more, no, not full on red action. They were just like kind of like young bucks. Like they locked up and they're playing. Oh, okay, the, yeah, yeah. Like like practice sparring. Yeah, no, um, definitely. And so I hop in the car and I drive forward, probably about oh a hundred yards in park. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna like don't leave deer to find deer. Um, and the way this property, this BLM chunk works, is there's just a small chunk on the other side of the road so nobody really hunts it because there's not much to hunt it's like you can walk the whole thing in like five minutes um 
then the rest of it's across the road. There's hundreds of acres of it. So anyway, so I grab my stuff and I start sneaking in and I'm, I'm walking down this creek bottom and all of a sudden I catch movement. So at like 27 yards, this little fork of horn walks by and I don't have a clear shot. Um, and then a, a spike follows him. So I'm like, okay, cool, the deer are here. And you can hear them crunching on the acorns, and which is pretty cool. It's like, they're just feeding away. And, oh, maybe about five minutes goes by, and then a doe and a yearling pop up in front of me, and they walk down the hill towards me, and they're feeding at like 14 yards. And I'm standing there for probably about 15 minutes. Um, and then I hear movement back to my left, and I see another doe walk by at 20, and behind her is a one of those big mature bucks. Um, he's, you can tell he's just come down from the mountain because those bucks in the high cascades, they migrate down into the valley. Um, and these other deer, just dinky bucks. And then all of a sudden this big gray faced buck, double throat patch, big chocolatey horns. Oh man. He's, and I'm just like getting, I was like, oh my gosh, that's a big buck he walks by but he's behind that doe and he's like 30 yards and he is in and out of the brush so there's like no clear shot well i take about two steps forward and that doe catches my movement so she stops so the buck sees her and then he gets on alert and then i spent the next well that buck was inside of 40 yards for almost a half hour i think Oh, wow. um, but he it was really neat to watch him work because I I don't have a lot of encounters with big bucks yeah. most of it's been small deer um, and so in the middle of all this so that well that that buck would take like three or four steps and then he would stop for two or three minutes and look around um, so he was just on high alert so it's pretty neat to to watch what they do and how slow and methodical they are um, but yeah, uh, so about five minutes into that part of the story, a small forked horn walks out into the open and beds down at 24 yards. And sorry, my dog's having a puppy dream. It's oh, all good. <laughs> if, if you hear him barking. Um, so I, yeah, so that buck was in front of me for about a half hour. And then that big buck was cruising and feeding in the brush. And then, so, and I just kept going back and forth like, man, should I shoot the little buck? I was like, no, be patient. Like all your buddies are always saying, if you're patient, like that's when you shoot big deer. So I just kept telling myself to be patient. Well, after about a half hour, the little buck stands up and I was like, you know what? I've been patient long enough. (laughs) (laughs) I'm shooting the little one. I was like, beggars can't be choosers, man. This buck's 24 yards. Like you've been practicing that all year. Like you can make this shot. And so I, I draw back, the buck's stretching, and I aim, and I shoot, and I'm, dude, it, it, this is bad. So I missed him by at least a foot left, and I was at least eight inches low. Oh, shoot. <laughs> really, really, the worst shot I've ever made in my life. Oh, my goodness. It wasn't meant Awful. to be, man. You had to, you had to shoot that big one. Well, you were supposed yeah, to shoot think, that big one. The story continues. Uh-oh. So let me just say this. Um, you can kill stuff with the recurve. There's a lot of people that have proven it. 
don't listen to my story and tell yourself you can't do it. If you're thinking about making the switch, <laughs> just shoot the bow for yourself. This don't is, be discouraged by Jack's encounters. My my experience will not be yours, I hope. So anyways, <laughs> yeah, dude, so I missed that buck, and then I'm like, oh, crap. So he, he bounces off and stops at about 20 yards or so, but he, or about 25, and he's in the brush. And that big buck is like, okay, something's up. So him and that doe start to work up the hill. And so I start creeping forward. Well, they catch my movement and they stop. Then they both turn around and they walk back into the creek bottom and I never saw them again. Uh-huh. So I walk back down to that creek bottom and I, oh, I probably go about 20 yards and then I catch a doe and she's at, oh, maybe 25 yards. She looks at me. This is the nice thing when you're hunting right on the edge of private property all these deer are used to people and so like i should have blown them all out after that first shot um yeah so i've got another arrow knocked i can hear that forked horn uh, i didn't know what i just i could hear a deer chewing on an acorn just chomp 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 and i'm like okay that's really close it's like under 15 yards but i had to walk around the corner to see what was there and i'm like okay but what if i blow that doe out well right as i'm thinking that a one-horned forked horn comes out from behind a tree and he stops at 30 yards and i'm like oh i can make this shot i draw back let it rip miss him left by like a foot and then oh, i'm just like dang it. oh dude what happened and so this is where buck fever really kicked in and i am not proud of these next three shots so i would three not shots. encourage yeah, I missed five times total. Oh, man. It's I, really bad. I'm know. surprised you didn't burn that thing. Oh, dude, it's I would, bad. I would have chucked it out the window and, <laughs> oh, man, I would have been pissed. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> but it's all my fault. Like, that's the thing that I think is the most frustrating is, like, it's all my fault. So, anyways, yeah, I don't condone what happens next, but uh, it's a good story. Okay. So, um that buck dude that that arrow hits and then it hits a rock and does like a 45 degree turn and skips up the hill and i was like well there goes that arrow (laughs) (laughs) there's no recovering it dude every shot's like 40 bucks it's like you gotta be kidding me and yeah so then that buck cuts back well then he stops and then he he takes a hard left and he's walking broadside at 35 and so i lead him let it rip height was great and i shot like six inches in front of his chest so oh, just, man. just missed him and then the little forked horn follows the doe down on the creek and hops up on the other bank well that doe stops turns around and comes back and so I, i'm like bam i hit that range she walks by at 24 yards the buck follows her and he comes a little closer to me so he's at like 22 21 yards and I'm like, okay, I can make this shot, draw back. And I, I made a good shot that time, but I shot underneath him, like oh, right under man. his legs, dude. <laughs> and so then I'm like, oh my gosh, you've got to be kidding me. Well, I only had four arrows with broadhead, so that's like shot number four. I'm out. And I looked at it, I was like, uh-oh. Well, then those deer are all huddled up together looking around like, what the heck's going on? So I run over, I pick that arrow up knock it and then chase those deer up the hill and then i think that buck was at like 35 again and i gave him one 
one last Hail Mary and I missed the shot in front of him and stuck a tree. So oh, dang. <laughs> then I spent the next 30 minutes thinking about all of the missed shots. And I found, <laughs> found oh, three did, and a half arrows. I was about to say, did you recover <laughs> any of your arrows? Yeah, I, I lost the front end of one arrow. I found three of them. So, so you lost yeah, the broadhead? I lost the broadhead. Damn, those broadheads ain't yeah. cheap either. No, not. So, all that to say, um, I felt like such an idiot, man. And I wanted to cry, <laughs> but I like, I'm like, dude, I have to laugh. Like, I have to tell myself it's gonna be okay oh, because man. I like, I did. I was like, man, I should just drive home. Like, why am I even here? So it was um, just a big learning experience. That's that's all I can say. Yeah, I've had to just uh, put my thinking cap on a lot lately. And so that's a big reason why I grabbed the clicker is because I know that I'm not focused on my shot when yep. I'm shooting. Yep. And if you don't pull through consistently, and if I pluck it or I collapse, like I'm gonna miss left every time. So yeah, all user error. Um, but that just contributes to the oh the wood pile is, that my buddies are using to throw in the fire as they're telling me that I'm an idiot for shooting a recurve. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep stoking the fire, keep stoking oh, the yeah, fire. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So. Oh man, that's funny. Yep. That's funny. Well, do you oh, got man. any big plans for next season? Or, I mean, you'll have a little one that you have to take care of, but yeah. Do you have any? any spring bear plans or anything in, in the works um yes and no um i think it's all i'm gonna have a lot of stuff we'll just kind of have to play by ear because yeah. i dude it is parenthood is really exciting like the thought of having a kid um it's gonna be pretty cool but i have no idea what it's gonna look like um that's kind of where i'm at so, too yeah assuming the baby's healthy and everything's good to go um, I might get three or four days in in like late May to chase bears, yeah. um, which I hope I do. And I'll be packing a gun because <laughs> yeah. um, if I get one opportunity in that couple of days, I'll be really happy. Um, and then it'll be pretty typical. Um, I think I'll put in for like a Willamette 615 tag um, and find some properties up here to hunt um, for archery. And then I'll probably get to take some time to go hunt elk, which is always, I guess my favorite thing to do um, is just chase elk. Um, and then late season blacktail again. I got a couple buddies from Idaho that are planning on coming over in November to um, hunt deer down south. So nice. that's kind of it. But That'll be fun. So how do you feel about the whole having to draw for archery deer tags now? What do you think about that? Yeah, dude for and it's all east side right uh, I, or is it is it everything i'm not 100 percent sure i know it's like for sure everything east of the cascades but i don't yeah. know west of them yeah um i honestly need to do some more research um there's two sides of it so for me one side is like the bow hunter that just wants to have opportunity is really bummed because Oregon's had the best seasons uh, compared to a lot of other states because you're you're always guaranteed you can always get an archery tag and a deer tag and an elk tag and so it's like a lot of places you've got to draw so it's pretty exciting to 
have that opportunity and that deer take for a deer take to be good in the entire state is pretty sweet it's like man i can go hunt blacktails here i can go east and i can hunt mule deer if i don't fill my tag there's like a five week late season that i can go hunt blacktails again so um the fact that it's a draw um is a bummer that side of it is but then there's also been a huge decline in mule deer populations in some units and so i think it's beneficial and it's probably something that we should have done a long time ago um but i'm not familiar enough with all of the units and so like i know there's some units that deer are thriving and they're doing well too so um i think it just makes it tough for the people that were guaranteed to hunt in certain spots when the deer are healthy um if they don't draw that they don't get that opportunity so it's it's tough but um i think as long as odf and w is using science to back their decisions um even if we don't like the decisions as long as the animals are the first priority then um i think that's okay if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah but I haven't done enough research. But we're also facing that with elk too. Yeah, um, I th- I think so, it'll. Well, I mean, it, they were supposed to try and do it this season, and they were taking like surveys and shit like that last season. Yeah. But then it, it seemed like it got pushed back because they got a lot of negative feedback on that. Yeah, so, I think I don't think they quite realized how much feedback they were going to get. Yeah. And so that that kind of made them realize like hey we need to table this and we need to have more discussions so yeah it sounds like i think if not already here pretty soon they're going to be having those um discussions again so well yeah uh i mean hopefully they come up with a wise decision because a lot of they're going to lose a lot of money that one and they're taking away opportunities for people to hunt yeah because like having an over-the-counter archery tag not everybody takes advantage of it but being able to hunt majority of the state with just an over-the-counter tag is pretty awesome because it gives you the best of both worlds of being able to get as many experiences as you want you can go out east try and hunt mule deer you can go to the to the coast and hunt whitetail i mean excuse me not whitetail uh blacktail and you could even hunt whitetail in the east in the east side far far east side and so there's there's plenty of opportunities it's just whether or not you you're able to take it so for for them to want to change everything it's it kind of sucks but it does it's hard it based off of what i've gathered it doesn't seem like they're using like scientific research to make these decisions um they've got other reasons for it and so there's two sides of the camp too like i am i've got some friends that are rifle hunters that are like it's about freaking time and they're all for it because it's going to give rifle hunters more opportunity Mm -hmm. um and so it's tough you got half the state that loves hunting elk with the rifle and they're like cool we're going to have a better chance and more opportunity and then you got half the state that's archery hunters and they're like hey this doesn't seem like a good idea um so kind of back to that mule deer statement like if they're basing it off of research and the elk are their number one priority 
then it'd be easier to swallow that pill. Like if they're gonna make it a draw, well, if the elk numbers are hurting and archery hunters are killing way more elk than maybe we should, versus like for a quota, um, then it would make sense. Like, yeah, we need to reevaluate, but um, that's not the case. Like from what I've gathered, most of our elk population numbers are at or above their management objective and the elk are doing well they're healthy so mm-hmm. um yeah another argument too is that some of the units are just overcrowded um and like yeah that sucks but you can always go to another part of the state and hunt and i'm sure you can find an area that doesn't have as many people but so yeah it's it's a there's a lot of nuance to it and there's a lot of different factors that play in and i think no matter what decision is made there's going to be a lot of people that are pissed off <laughs> oh yeah e- either way like either way i think people will be pissed off if it doesn't go to a draw and then there's yep. going to be people that are pissed off if it does go to a draw e- yep. either way nobody's you, you can't satisfy everybody yeah you, you have to i mean you just got to do what's best for i guess for that for the animals and yep. then but still give people the opportunity to be able to hunt don't take opportunity away from them and not allow them to hunt so it, it's yeah. it's they got to find a happy median for everybody i agree yeah and maybe like i said like i i'm pretty ignorant on most issues and so i don't <laughs> want to talk i don't want to um say things that aren't true um but if there's if there's some units that are struggling, like make those units a dry unit. Like there's, I don't quite understand why you need to turn the half the state into a draw. Draw yeah. a draw. Yeah. yeah, it just it makes things a lot more complicated. And there's a lot of people that live in Oregon because they have the ability to hunt every year. Mm-hmm. And that east side, that's a lot of country and that's a lot of people that if it goes to a draw and they can't guarantee themselves to hunt every year um that's that's just a bummer like i've got buddies that live in central oregon and they're like man the thought of not being able to hunt deer and elk every year sucks and even if they um well if they draw an elk tag it's like man i gotta drive three hours to hunt elk and like i'm a principal at a school like so i get half a day on saturday and half a day on sunday to hunt like that's tough and so it really is it is it almost seems like if this is the case more people might switch from archery to rifle Mm -hmm. which yeah it's yeah totally and that's like one of the factors is like well maybe the people that are archery hunting will have less crowds because there's going to be more people that are like no i only bow hunt because i get to hunt so if i can help with my rifle i'll gladly do that or if so. i have to if i have to draw the tag might as well try and draw for my for a rifle and better my odds right yep exactly yeah. so we'll see we'll see it i mean it's a pretty big pot that's being stern so we'll see yeah we'll we'll see how it how it plays out in the end hopefully it's for the best but we'll see <laughs> <laughs> for sure um how uh you've been starting up predators 
Yeah, so I actually went out last weekend and, and with my buddy Chad and Chase, and we tried doing some coyote hunting, but we weren't as successful as we would have hoped. We mm-hmm. only saw one coyote out of the whole time we were out that day, and the last time we were out there, we had called in a quite a bit, so I don't know if it was because of weather, because it was kind of rainy and windy, and just there, there was a mixture of things that were going on, so... We don't really know what was going on, but they weren't playing. They didn't. They didn't like what we had to offer. So, Shoot. Yeah, and then we saw we saw the one, and I missed like an idiot. Uh, I shot under it. And <laughs> You're shooting recurve. It's okay. <laughs> no, I was I was shooting a boomstick. I should have hit it, but I I screwed that one up. Oh yeah. man. Anyways, but yeah, I I plan on doing quite a bit more predator hunting. Especially now with the snow coming and snow getting a little bit better, gonna start tracking them in the snow, trying to get a cougar, maybe cool. some bobcats, and we'll we'll see how it goes. But yeah, dude, your buddy is—he's just—he's a badass. He is, man. Like, he really is. I, I'm very fortunate to be yeah to be in with him, and because he he's yeah. taught me so much, man. So yeah. much to, when it comes to predator hunting, whether that's bear. Um, cougar or coyotes he just he's taught me a bunch yeah well and it's a lost art man tracking yeah like yeah, he's a damn good a, tracker yeah and and he can, and he's really bad. good at reading the prints in the snow and he can tell you whether this like he can tell you like the body language of the of the cat i mean yeah. he says you count stride in the beginning to know what it's like when it's calm and just walking nice and calm and then if you notice that the stride's starting to lengthen, you, you might have bumped him, or he's starting to kind of trot off, or or run, starting to run, or something like that. So there's there's a lot that goes into it. It's definitely an art. Yeah, yeah, and to track something without dogs, like to track a cat that's that smart, yeah, and and weary is, and to like consistently kill them is pretty remarkable. Yeah, it's he, awesome. He's killed or have been a part of a kill every year for i can't remember how many how, how many years it's been now but i think it's somewhere over around 10 10 years now wow. that he's been a part of a kill or he's killed something so it's awesome Dang. It, it, yeah. you're hunting the best hunter on the mountain you, yeah. you're trying you're trying to beat them at their own game and to be successful in that it's it's a it's unbelievable yeah i've i've really come to enjoy it it's almost up there with elk hunting Oh, I can imagine, yeah, man. But the like hunting bears this year was really fun. I was trying to kill one with my bow, uh-huh. and I had a couple close calls. Well, I had one. He was like a oh, probably just got kicked out from being with Mama, mm-hmm. so he was tiny. This little yeah. cub, just a, just and, a little guy. Oh, he was tiny. But I'm like sitting there with my bow, and he stands up. He's like 12 yards, and he's looking at me, and. I was like, man, I can't shoot him. He's so innocent. Like, Aww. I just can't. I can't do it. And, and then, oh, oh, a few days later, me and my cousin were coming around this corner to go check a meadow. And a bear come. He's coming up to the road at the same time. So he was, we busted him at 10 yards. Oh, wow. And it was like, dang. And then a couple nights later, we, we catch um, what I imagined are probably brothers or sisters i think they're probably brothers yeah they're right probably two three-year-old bears they're hanging out together 
and I got into 25 and that bear started woofing at me and that was that was like the first time I ever heard that and it was like <laughs> and I was just like and well we it was almost dark we had parked the truck and peeked over this landing and saw him so I'll, I grabbed my bow and my cousin's like carrying my, the camera well that bear starts woofing and so I guess what I was trying to get to is like hunting a predator that could rip you to shreds is pretty sweet so I yeah. got this bear woofing yeah. at 25 yards and I'm like awesome he's about to charge me or he's gonna run away I better make it count and with my odds I probably would have missed him and got mauled so it's a pretty <laughs> good thing I, he didn't come in well my cousin hears a woof and he reaches for his gun on his hip which is on his pack back at the truck. So oh. he grabs his hip and he's like, uh-oh. Oh, shoot, we're screwed. <laughs> yeah, dude. But, yeah, uh-huh. just, like, being that close and having a bear wolf at you. And it's like, man, this is really – this is pretty sweet. So it's it adds a whole new adrenaline rush that you don't get when you're hunting elk or deer. It, it like, makes it the hair on your neck stand up, which is it, – Yeah. It's just a whole other experience that gets blood flowing yeah. for sure. Oh, it's and it's fun, man. Bear hunting this year, like – I hear you. It, it 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 put it as far as a fun level and like the adrenaline pumping, it put it right up there with elk hunting. Like it's just it's it's so enjoyable. It is. It really is. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you plan on trying to do any type of cougar hunting or coyote hunting this year? Oh, dude, it'd be fun. I just don't know where to start. So yeah. like we've got some properties out here we can coyote hunt. Yeah. Um so I think we will do that maybe in January and February. There you go. Um just because they're they're out there all the time and so i know that if we set up a couple days that we definitely have some encounters um and then for cats dude trying to kill a cat on the coast is probably i mean it's almost impossible like i yeah without dogs it it probably especially with how steep and everything is yeah and 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 if you can't track them like so having fresh snow makes a big difference yep and so where you're hunting over east, you just, you have the snow and you yep. can track them. But yeah, over here, like I, I rarely see a cougar track. And I, I, I saw my first cougar this year and I've been hunting since I was like 11 and I've never seen a cat until this year. So, um, was it pretty close? Yeah, we were just driving down the road. So he was oh, okay. like 50, 60 yards and we just, we come around the corner and he leaps from the middle of the road like over the ditch so you probably jumped like 30 plus feet and you're just like oh my gosh wow. that was wild yeah that's impressive <laughs> huge, huge tail yeah it was cool so we jumped out and sam grabbed the gun and we ran 100 yards into the timber but we just have no clue where he went so yeah, yeah. he was no, probably sitting there watching us <laughs> probably man it could it, yeah probably those things are incredible animals for sure yeah well, shoot, man! Do you got anything else? We've been going for quite a while now. What uh, you got anything you'd like to add? No, I just like to apologize to everybody that's had to sit here and listen to me talk for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, there is one one other question. So on yeah. most episodes, or I actually recently started doing this, is I like to ask my guest, "What is your ultimate dream hunt?" If money. If money wasn't an issue, what would be yeah. your, your ultimate dream hunt? Yeah. Um, a 
assuming that I get my shot figured out, uh, I would love to go hunt uh, grizzly bears. What um, with your stick bow? Yeah, that'd be fun, man. Oh my gosh, that would be really freaking fun. <laughs> oh wow, that yeah, yeah. That, that'd be awesome, but yeah. that'd be scary at the same time. It would be. I don't know. I mean, clear like I've. I've seen grizzly bears before, but I've never been in close to them. So I don't know what that would be like, but, um, the thought seems pretty cool to, to be that close to such a big bear Mm -hmm. that would just nine times out of 10, they're pissed off and they're ready to, ready to kill you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It, it just seems like it'd be an action packed hunt and it, it'd be really fun. And now, of course, I'd like to have at least one guy behind me with a like a forty-five seventy or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you definitely yeah. want to have a gun close by, just in case. Yeah, no just doubt. But yeah, that that would be my dream hunt. Would be hunting um, grizzly bears. Would be really fun. That'd be cool. Yeah. Shoot. Well, sweet. Thanks, man, again for coming on. I really appreciate it. And it was good catching up with you. We'll have to touch base again. Uh, maybe talk cameras or something like that, or filming on the next one. Yeah. For sure. Dude, yeah, that's – I'm sure you know. It's It's been a fun – that's a fun journey. It, it's fun, it's, uh, but it's very difficult and frustrating at the same yes. time. Yeah, especially when you're on a budget. Like if you had 15 grand to just drop right off the bat, you'd, you'd, be a, you'd already be way ahead of the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, it, yeah, it's, it's fun learning and – learning how to take photos and capture video and try and not get shaky video. This is the first year I've had like decent footage. That's not really shaky. So that's been fun to navigate that as well. But yeah, dude, no, that'd be fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you again. I'm going to go ahead and end this one. Cool. Thanks, Leon. Appreciate it, man.